everybody. Welcome back to the Be There in 5 podcast. Reporting live a little earlier this week. I am Kate Kennedy, the owner and founder of Be There in 5, the company. Most well known for inventing something called the reminder mat. Doormats that see you on your way out instead of on your way in. Uh, not to, you know, glorify a issue with punctuality as the name Be There in 5 may suggest, but rather to mm, employ a sort of self-awareness. To add an element of pragmatism to your home decor that enables you to lean in to who you are, late, early, whatever it may be, but just go a little easier on yourself by putting a reminder right in front of your face as you walk out the door each day. We just want everyone to be safe. Only you can prevent curling iron fires, as Smokey the Bear once famously said. There should be, there should be a Smokey the Bear, like his wife or his like brooding little brother who's like more indoorsy. Or just like another character, male or female, doesn't matter to me, that uh, warns us of the perils of in- indoor fires. For those of us that aren't going to brave places like the Tennessee mountains, uh, Smokey the Bear's awareness is astounding to me relative to for the statistical likelihood that you yourself could cause a forest fire. Because we all know, I mean, it's, it's like a household tagline, only you can prevent forest fires. But do people know only you can prevent curling iron and straightener fires? Only you can empty your dryer lint frequently enough so you prevent dryer fires. There's stoves, there's ovens, there's coffee pots. You would not believe the shiz people tell me to put on these mats. I, I want to email them and be like, more importantly than me getting this mat to you, do you know that you should not leave a gas stove on when you leave the house? Like, do you need help? I, 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 I've gotten requests for birth control. I'm like, yeah, you should take that. I, don't rely on the mat. Like, maybe, like, let's set a phone alarm. Get to step in. My products aren't foolproof here. I don't want to be on the hook. But anyway, should you be new here, be there in five minutes. We make mats, we make artwork, we do a lot of housewarming gifts and work with skylines and city-specific artwork. We commission custom watercolors for you. We do all sorts of fun, creative things to keep ourselves, and by ourselves, I mean me, afloat, while we, by we, I mean me, navigate the uncharted waters of self-employment that are a result of me quitting my corporate job when I started a doormat business that took off much to my surprise and much out of my control. And I had to take my, leave my job to um, control it, streamline it, etc. And we've since added to the roster this podcast after gaining some more traction on social media discussing pop culture than I ever did discussing doormats. And while it was a gradual progression that seems retrospectively random, I did recall recently that I went to see a tarot card reader last year before I ever started doing Insta stories. And she looked at me in like cold and I didn't say anything. I wasn't even wearing my engagement ring. I, I, I called in like under a, a blocked number. I was like, I so didn't want her to know anything about me. And she looked at me and she goes, I know you're an entrepreneur. I know you own your own thing. I know you feel stuck. Uh, just listen to me and that you won't be happy in a corporate job. And that the second you can figure out a way to merge your like natural ability to connect with people and to give advice with what you've already built with your business, then you will find true success. And at the time, I was like, what are you talking about? Be like a doormat therapist. And now that I have this podcast, I'm like, it's a little interesting. I feel like I am a lot closer to my customers or followers than I ever was before. I'm much more satisfied in my job, despite it having nothing to do with generating revenue. It's just good for my soul. And who knows? It's, it's an interesting coincidence. And she also did guess the start date of my uh, new job my husband took last year before he got that job, which is pretty random. I never know what to think. Maybe I'll, I'll go back next week and, and ask her what's next for me. Or just, just see what she says and report back. Or maybe I'll just go and be like, hey, so do you like have any idea what Taylor Swift's romantic situation is or nah? Just curious if you're that psychic and all. I guess, no, card readers aren't psychics. Are they clairvoyants? I don't, I honestly, I, it's very hard to uh, discern between the uh, disciplines of things that may or may not be made up. Though, I, 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 I gotta say, it's pretty impressive. You gotta be, there, there's an element of intuition you have to have in order to be able to have that many things, right? Because I don't think you could just look at me and be like, you work for yourself, you're stuck. Unless I just haven't been really, you know, doing enough lymphatic drainage and I just have the puffiness in general furrowed brow of a business owner who's overworked, underpaid and questioning if they, you know, have made the right decisions in life. Who knows, guys? 
you know, I picked this song, Go West. Well, that's the name of the band, Go West. Uh, it is also the name I had hoped. Chicago West would be named and was my number one predictor because I love this song and this band. But also, I wasn't totally wrong because her name is Chicago West. So either she could go by Shy, Chic, Chicago, or Go. So, you know, add one to the books of things I've predicted. So far, our list is Jenna Dewan Tatum, now Jenna Dewan, and Channing Tatum's breakup. Uh, Meghan Markle's wedding dress, I have on the record, a day early. Um, I had a hunch that Kate was in the Lindo wing, and we were seeing a lot of pictures of Pippa uh, to detract from the fact that Kate was already in the hospital. And five minutes later, it was announced. And uh, I feel like I'm missing one other prediction that I wasn't totally wrong about. Aw, oh, man. See, anyway, I don't, I don't say this to take credit. It's not like I personally have sources. I just read a lot of information across, like, weird internet forums and read blind items and Facebook groups and stuff. And when I see something enough... I'll piece it together. Occasionally, I'll notice my own stuff. Like with, honestly, with Jenna uh, Dewan, her her Instagram posts. I just don't. How were people shocked? It was it was like one inspirational quote after the other. None of it was for us. No, the people don't care. We we don't need to you know rise up and be our true selves and look within and all the stuff she was telling us to do. No, she was telling herself that because she didn't have anything else to post because she couldn't post photos of her family because her family was separated. It was, they were filler and they were too emotional to, you know, indicate that she was in a positive place. I, I think the way people behave on social media is, is just such a mirror. Well, I guess mirror is not the right word. Such a window. The Instagram is a window to the soul. <laughs> just like uh, the elbows are a window to how seriously you take sun protection, in my opinion. And the neck, uh, the neck is the eyes to the age, you know, it just... Just a few old adages I've, 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 you know, heard that the uh, ancient philosophers live by. Anyway, I say that um, because uh, I want to, you know, legitimize this podcast, at least slightly, because no, I'm not a real journalist. No, this is not a real entertainment news source, but I'm not always wrong. And I think I generally know what's happening. So if you're new here, I'm sure that... <laughs> That pitch was very convincing. I'm not always wrong, and I generally have an idea of what's kind of going on. So, you know, how could you turn the dial now? That, if that, that's a hard sell if I've ever heard one. Anyway, I'm recording this a little earlier this week because I'm busier toward the back half of this week, and I hate when I don't time manage properly for this podcast because then I get flustered and it takes me extra long. But oddly, the earlier I record and the breezier my vibe is, the less I edit out, which, you know, Bodes well for me. You know, I love Breezy. Join our Facebook group. Be there in Five's Totally Casual Breezy Facebook group. Just look it up. I'm, it's not secret. It's just closed. And you have to answer one question about what you like about this podcast to get in because I'm nothing if not, you know, desperate for reassurance. And I collect the data to make my own pie charts about why people listen. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Surprising amount of people really into the story about only good boys in the ground get crumbs. The buffalo chicken wrap. And way more um, people into... Uh, reality TV, Bravo, et cetera, than I thought. The problem is the people that don't watch the shows are vocal. So then you start to think that not enough people watch, watch those shows to listen to your recaps. It's very confusing. It's, 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 again, it's hard to cast a wide net. But alas, here I am. And uh, this morning I just woke up with, I, 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 I woke up and wrote down like 20 things on an iPhone note that I had to talk about. And I have a lot more work to do. And at first I was like, you know what, I, I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to get my work done. And then I'm going to sit down this afternoon and do the podcast. And I'll have felt productive. It'll be the right thing, right order of operations. But it turns out I am also the king of wishful thinking because I, I really do believe in creative flow. And even though this is just me talking about nonsense, sometimes you feel like talking more than others. Sometimes you have more in your mind than others. And sometimes thoughts are more connected and tangential than others, depending on, you know, how kind of cluttered your headspace is. Dugwoat is not being a good boy on the ground, and he's not getting crumbs, but he's barking at me because he got pepperoni for going potty promptly, and he wants more. He runs my life. Uh, tugboat is like the, uh, the Scirocco or the Ohana. Uh, like Below Deck. I just started watching Below Deck. He, Tugboat is, is Mr. Boats is the boat. I, and I am the chief stew. I am 
I am the captain. I am the deckhand. I am the bosun, whatever the hell that is. I am the person that cleans the weird stains off of all the fabrics. And um, he is just the yacht guest that enjoys my ample abode with all the food, drinks, accoutrements he could ever want in his entire life. And I just deal with the abuse. It's his his world, his boat, and I just live in it. And I'm, you know, I'm okay with that because he's adorable. Anyway, low deck is really good. I'm so. I, of course, like I, I've never watched something and been like, yeah, that sucked, except for like Total Bellas. I don't like uh, the E really does struggle with their programming. Um, and also Blow Deck is it's basically down to Nabby. No, I mean, it, that's it's getting to see the two essentially class levels between the service and the guests. And the problem is lifting the veil on how much everyone in the hospitality industry hates people that pay a lot for stuff. It's kind of like, well, geez, if I was dropping, you know, six figures on a vacation, I'd at least like for you to not talk behind my back. I don't care how much champagne, caviar, how many beach parties you throw me. I don't care if you blow up that inflatable slide. And I don't care if I cruise all day around the banana boat in the Mediterranean. If that entire time I know you're, you know, in the galley talking about how, you know, you don't want to iron my Forever 21 skirt and how I like chicken tenders and how... You think like I'm nice on the outside, but secretly a huge bitch. And you can't believe how unkempt my room is and how annoying it is that you want me to blow up the slide, even though that's your job. I wouldn't have fun because I don't know. I want to be liked. I care what people think about me. I, I want to be one of those super, you know, strong, fierce, independent zero F types. But I, I truly could not give more Fs. All the Fs about everything in the world all the time. One time I don't give an F is if I'm being mistreated and it's an, and I in my response to the person is in passing and I do not have to see them again. Otherwise, I I struggle with taking things personally and I struggle with being like cool, calm, and collected. I, I quite opposite. I am hot and dispersed. <laughs> and that's another reason why I love this song, King of Wishful Thinking, because it's a breakup song, but it's not you know F you since you've been gone. I'm better off. It's I'll get over you. I know I will. I'll pretend my ship's not sinking. Oh my gosh, we're all t- uh, ships. We're tying it all back. And I'll tell myself I'm over you because I'm the king of wishful thinking. So basically, it's like the lyrics of a normal breakup song, but then him admitting, like, yeah, I'm the king of wishful thinking. I'm not over you at all. I'm not well, bitch. Like, I, I, I don't know. That's just so me because back in the day when I'd get broken up with, I would, you know, do the same thing everyone else did. I, I'd, put on my best going out top in the dead of winter without a jacket. And if I had a jacket, it was just a measly North Face fleece with my best flared jeans, some, you know, probably hideous patent leather pumps. Straighten my hair uh, so intensely that I was borderline singeing the bottom and all of the pieces in the front were broken off and inadvertently spiky drench my body in bronzer, put on Beyonce's Irreplaceable and be like, yeah, I am like so hot, doing so well. The best friend is living well. Wait till he sees me wearing this uh, Charlotte Russe uh, crinkled lace tunic. He is going to eat his words. Like, no, that never happened. What would actually happen? I'd probably down a couple like vodka tonics before I got to the bar. This is back when I drank liquor before I realized that I have no business drinking liquor. And when I went to college and I just learned about like calories because I was always so athletic and tall that like I just I wasn't really like body conscious when I was younger. And then I got to college and everyone told me I should like hate every part of my body and count everything I eat. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. Got it. This is new. This isn't great. Struggling a little bit. So I'll just guess I'll just have vodka sodas with a splash of lime. This tastes like I'm taking a drink straight from the bowl of acetone that I soak my nails in to get my gel manicure off. Want to go to get a manicure? And I'm so irritated because I forgot I had a gel manicure. And now it's going to take an extra 50 minutes to scrub this off. It's really a a it's just it's a trick. It's a a scam. The the whole point of a gel manicure is that, yes, it lasts longer. But B, it's quicker because it dries faster. And I actually really hate getting manicures. I'm not patient enough to get the polish to dry. So then I always chip it. Um, but then, so the first one you get in a long time, you're like, oh my gosh, this is, this is life. This is everything. This is great. And then you go back and you realize you're saving no time because it takes so long to get the, the last manicure off. That was really important. I'm really glad I shared that. 
Anyway, I would convince myself that just like everybody else, I was going to be like hot and cool and fun and, you know, get over things, move past, just roll right off my back. But it never did. And then I felt even worse in contrast to how I was supposed to feel versus how I actually did. So I used to listen to this song all the time because it's very self-aware, but it's still upbeat and it's still positive. Like, you know what? I'm not over this and I won't be for a long time, but let's fake it till we make it and let's move on and hope for the best, which I think sometimes all you can ask for. There's no shame in caring. There's no shame in giving Fs. I think that the people who, who, who give a lot of Fs, unlike Erica Jane, are the most perceptive, sensitive, empathic, and perhaps mature individuals. And the the type of people that say they give zero Fs are either A, repressing feelings that they don't feel like addressing, B, doing it as a defense mechanism because they truly could not care more, or C, they're just rattling off a catchphrase they heard like a Real Housewife say because it's just popular right now. So, you know... I guess today, for today, instead of being annoyed that it's 13 minutes in and I'm not really on a topic or knowing that I have other things I should be doing or whatever it may be that I am indeed the king of wishful thinking for, I'm just going to I'm just going to go with it. I'm not going to feel bad about myself today. I'm not going to I'm going to try to be better about feeling frustrated in contrast to what I should be doing. You know what they say? You're shooting all over yourself. We got to stop shooting. It's just, let's just, let's be who, who we are, own our truth. And, and today, normally I'd be embarrassed to say this is on my mind, but no, I am not. I'm going to tell you it's on my mind because I've been thinking about it all weekend. I read on an internet forum, it's called Batch and Batchette Fans. It has some good scoop. It's like a Reddit, but worse and less founded. But once I read the kind of hints people were picking up on, I thought, huh, is this kind of an in plain sight thing people have been overlooking? The theory is that Becca Tilly from Chris Soul's season of The Bachelor, Prince Farming, and then she was on Ben's season. And I would argue she's one of the most successful influencers coming out of that franchise because something about her feed isn't as annoying as other people's. Couldn't tell you why. The theory is that she is dating singer Haley Kiyoko who, according to the internet, a quick Google search I did, don't know a lot about her, know she was on Nickelodeon and Disney and stuff, know she's a singer, and she's had some, uh, probably like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of who would be a good artist to compare her to. Maybe like Halsey? I don't know. To gauge popularity, I look at Spotify streams, because I, I don't think by any stretch I have a, a yardstick of what is and isn't good or popular when it comes to music, especially people younger than me. Like, yeah, Halsey has songs in, like, the hundreds of millions of streams. Haley is in, like, the in the low-end 14 million, and the high-end is her song Girls Like Girls at 39 million. Uh, to put it in perspective, Ariana Grande's, like, Side to Side has, like, 675 million. So that kind of, I don't know, helps me understand where people are. Like, she's, she's a big following. She's very successful, um, but probably up and coming, if anything. Anyway, she... Um, she and Becca, well, A, they've been spotted together a lot in the past several months. B, they comment and like every single photo of each other. C, there's photos of them holding hands and snuggling. But again, friends can do that. That's not weird. But D, more recently, Becca's been posting like dreamy photos of herself with Haley's, uh, Haley's lyrics in the caption. And then this past week, both were separately posting photos and emotional romantic lyrics of like a sunset in, in the desert. Uh, Becca's friend Tanya acknowledged that she was indeed out of town. Becca's posting lyrics from songs that are about, you know, some things ain't by choice when you love someone. The photos in front of the sunset are of her looking like a babe. The caption is, uh, you look like, you look at me like I give you butterflies. So it's like, the tone is romantic, and if they're theoretically together and posting pics of the same place, it's interesting. She also went and met up with her in North Carolina and Virginia on her tour bus, but, like, didn't say where she was, but then people saw them together. And then, like, they both were also simultaneously posting about, like, date night when we later found out they were in the same place. 
there's, uh, I don't know, Becca famously was a virgin on The Bachelorette. Then she dated Robert um, for a while. And I guess when she started dating Robert, her she was acting very similarly to how she is now in terms of kind of going a bit dark, acting a bit off, uh, taking mysterious trips. She has a podcast and like they now are just talking about her co-host's life, love life and never hers. And people are just starting to pick up on patterns, I guess. And I thought this was really interesting. I thought the idea was so cute. I am on board. I don't know anything about Haley, but I am a fan of Becca and... I always thought she was like the catch of all catches from Bachelor Nation. And um, I don't know. I just think it'd be I think it'd be really cute. So they seem to hint at it here and there if this is the case. If it's not the case, they're just really good friends. And I don't want to be the podcaster that has a conspiracy theory that everyone is indeed dating their best gal pal. Because that is not how I feel. I just, you know, if I'm just hanging out with my best friends, I don't not tell people where I am and then post weird um, captions about it. I, I just think there's like, a way to do things that's pretty straightforward. And then there's a way to do things that's just like seems unnecessary. And I get not disclosing where you are in the name of privacy, if you're really big security, or if you just want to like have some time off the grid. But to be literally on the grid and posting about everything you're doing, just explicitly not saying who it's with or why, that's when it, people go nuts. And, you know, the speculation is going to happen. So, and also, I guess uh, people keep seeing Haley wearing her bathing suits, which again, is just a best friends thing. So who really knows? You know, I love the internet. So I want to support their, their hard work, their Lord's work. Um, so just a, uh, yeah, a fun little theory for you on this Monday. The other thing that I can't stop thinking about, again, not important in the grand scheme of things, is um, the Kardashians and Joyce Benelli. Okay, Joyce Benelli was their makeup artist who, like, started it all for them. The contour, the bake, the bronzing, the smoky eyes. I mean, like, say what you want about the Kardashians' overall impact on society, but they've, they've had a pretty tremendous impact in terms of uh, I, uh, beauty, more so than anything. I know they want to have an impact on fashion, but jury's still out on that one. I don't like how most of them dress besides Courtney, who is still on her 90-day-long vacation on a yacht that I have no idea how she affords unless they're filming in there paying for it or they're hopefully filming for below deck what a delight i could see penelope in her finest hour you know in la she has to slum it on her mini g-wagon in italy she probably has the whole starboard to herself i love penelope disick um they have these like army of people their glam squad that does hair and makeup and styling and everything and they're so they, they really keep their circle tight and it seems like it's pretty impenetrable and it's once you're in you're in but lately they've been out like putting more people on the outs like when steph shepherd was fired that that was for good reason she was kim's assistant but she got promoted to run like kimoji and some other stuff and i, I it, being an assistant to a celebrity actually i think would be really hard and as a job i would never ever want because you're just at the mercy of somebody else but have to have to be behind the scenes and if you get in front of the scenes you're probably accused of mooching off the other person um but it doesn't translate to running a business there's a difference between you know the the person that has the high level strategic view and directs the company versus the person doing the the day-to-day tasks and running the operation um they're just kind of different skill sets that require different experience so i understand why she fired steph and they seem to be friends now though i think it might have been touch and go for a little while it started with that and with Monica Rose. And Monica Rose left on the weirdest terms to me because she was their stylist forever. They seemed close. Monica always seemed normal. She has kids. She's was the stylist at E forever. I remember her from the Julianne and Bill show like I talked about last week. She still styles Chrissy Teigen. She still styles the Hadids. They all seem to be fine. And then Chrissy and the Hadids are still friends with the Kardashians, so it's kind of weird. But back in the day, Chloe had posted a Twitter status that said, what would you do if you found out a friend was stealing from you? Would you, you know call the police or just hope karma takes care of it or something like that. And that was around the time Monica Rose was fired, who was predominantly working with Chloe at that time. Kim had stopped working with her a while ago because when Kanye like gave her a makeover, she completely went a different route. I actually think that when the Kardashians were working with Monica, they looked better than they do now. I feel like Chloe styles a bit all over the place. Um, and her hair is very Ariana Grande as of late with the half pony, which is fine. I think I'm just jealous that I can't pull it off. Um, but I always thought that was like the weirdest thing. And I'm dying to know what happened. 
people think that she was probably getting free product under the you know assumption that it was going to Chloe or to one of the Kardashians or Jenners and that she wasn't giving it back. And so it's kind of a form of stealing, I guess, though I, I wouldn't be shocked if that weren't uncommon in the styling world. Like you're given free product uh, nonstop to give to your clients. And sometimes they want it, sometimes they don't. They get tons of free stuff. And then it just kind of like stays in your studio and your archives and you use it for other people and it goes around. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I'd, I'd just be hard pressed to believe that somebody that she's worked with for so long was like running a long con or something. It, to me, it reads more as it's probably something that's maybe may unethical, but commonly done in the um, styling world that she got called out on. It's hard to explain. Similarly to like, I think it is so messed up if when influencers are gifted stuff that they sell on Poshmark, like it's terrible. I, um, one of my friends who's a doll, her name's Jess and she has a blog called Bows and Sequins. She will sell stuff people give to her, but donates it to charity, which is an awesome and perfect exchange of value. If you don't want it, I get that. No, throwing it away is wasteful. There's monetary value and you got it for free. Pay it forward. I, it really makes me crazy when people are like selling all those makeup palettes that they were gifted in PR packages. It just seems messed up. I don't know. So anyway, the most recent person to get ousted from the circle is Joyce Spinelli, their makeup artist, who still did like a big post for Chloe on her birthday, but none of the Kardashians liked it. Um... But none of them follow her anymore. I'm a little iffy on like the Instagram follows as news thing because Instagram, there's a glitch with that a lot. And you'll search, put in the search bar someone and it, they won't show up, but they will still be following them. So I'm not totally sure how that works. But um, yeah, it seems like they are out now. And I was listening to another po uh, whose podcast was I listening to? Maybe it was Heather McDonald's. No, she's like friends with Chris Jenner, though. So I don't think she'd talk about it. But um, someone was speculating that she probably wanted to go out on her own, have her own makeup thing. She has kids now, her own family. She probably can't be at their beck and call. And they didn't like that. But here's the thing. Inevitably, if you're a famous person, anybody who you bring up while your star rises is going to have some peripheral benefits. And is it the worst thing that they, there are gains from them being at the mercy of your insane schedule for many years? She doesn't seem to have issues with how famous Mario has gotten as a result of uh, the glam. There, there doesn't seem to be an issue with, like, I don't know, uh, Malika going on celebrity boot camp, marriage, relation. I, I don't know. She went on, oh, famously single. Then she dated a guy from Jersey Shore. Ugh, fingers crossed that Malika and Khadija make the cut. I mean, they're Chloe's, you know, nearest and dearest. They're her board of directors of her life. I don't know what she would do without those two. And I'm praying that they're never on the outs. But as we know from the show, her and Malika do have at times a rocky friendship, which is stressful. But I, too, would feel stressed if my life was completely run by somebody else requiring so much, you know, privacy, security and discretion as it relates to how what I know about them and what I can say. I mean, how weird is a friendship that requires an NDA? Just like Taylor Swift once said, you know, there's NDAs are not as effective as looking somebody in the eye and asking them not to tell anybody. And I think that for me would be a better barometer of friendship. Like if I really you can tell when somebody really needs you to not tell somebody something and you honor that if you're a good friend and if you're not, you're not. And, you know, that's kind of how you weed out people. They always say that, like, William and Harry would plant stories like fake stories within their friend groups and to different people, different stories. And the ones that got out, they would know who's talking. I don't know if that's lore, but that's genius if I ever heard it. Speaking of, there's this really funny news article I read from 2007 where the princes um, with Harry and William played a prank on the queen and her outgoing like voice message. It's sorry. This is a bad story. It's really funny. I'll post it in the Facebook group. <laughs> um, I just love the idea of, of playing a prank on the queen of England. That's like, that's awesome. It was when Punked was popular, too. And I also love the idea of them being like, oh, did you see Ashton Kutcher? He made Justin Timberlake cry in his driveway. Let's do that to the queen. That'll be hilarious. Her and the corgis will just simply be rolling on the floor laughing. That was a great English accent. I also been practicing my Australian accent. Um, Alana Glazer from Broad City says the best way to practice is to say Jennifer Lopez and 
Australian dialect. So you say Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> Was that good? No, probably not. This is one I need to co-host. I, I'm working off nothing. Um, okay. So, oh, okay. So I, I it's like the, 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 how I met your mother. There used to be this. Um, they talk about this fake news station, which I'm pretty sure they're making fun of New York One, which is a station in New York where every morning these hosts just it's a news show where they read the newspaper. So basically, they're just adding a middleman. I don't know, just read the newspaper. They wouldn't even like do their own copy. So I met your mother used to make fun of this so much. But like sometimes when I talk about things I've read or heard on other podcasts through this podcast, I'm like, is this kind of pointless? Just listen to other people's podcasts. Trying to curate here, I guess, is the point. Um, But I was listening to a couple weeks ago, a podcast called Who Weekly, which is pretty funny that I more recently got into where they kind of talk about a phenomenon that I like as well, where you hear about people all the time and you're trying to figure out like, who are they? Are they a who or are they a them? Them being the in crowd, I assume, and who's being like the, you know, why do I need to care and who is paying for this publicity? And a person they talk about a lot, which cracks me up is Rita Ora because Rita Ora has been, she's been talked about for years yet, like just cannot get that famous. Her songs cannot get that big. There's just this like ceiling for poor Rita Ora. Then even though she's on daily mall every day, I I still just don't care. I don't know what's going to make me care. The most I ever cared about her is when she publicly said that Calvin Harris blocked her from performing at like the Billboard Music Awards after they broke up, which was so messed up and told me a lot about Calvin Harris. If he has like, you know, producer rights to the song and he can block from where and how it's performed and he's using their personal relationship to get in the way of business, that is not cool. And I was proud of her. But other than that, I really don't care about her. Oh, other than the fact that she famously secretly dated Rob Kardashian because her management didn't want her to be associated with the Kardashians. But ironically, the Kardashians got way bigger than she did. And if anything, that might be the most interesting thing about her to date i like her song black widow and i like this song i forget the title if that helps yeah god bless um anyways this podcast was talking about this joy spinelli thing and uh kind of going through uh, the glam squad of everybody and a lot of them i actually wasn't even that familiar with besides jen atkin who they they were talking about her thinking she was really really boring and that's why she's so famous she's not like really polarizing but she's just always doing really glamorous things and not saying much, but I actually like her a lot. I think she's all, she's, she's a crusader for, uh, against those freaking flower sculptures, the Kardashians get. It's like, you know, whether you have a baby or go get a cavity filled, they send you a full on sculpture of a swan in the form of tea roses. And it just is like, how do you water it? How long does it last? It seems excessive. It seems heavy. Those things have to be at least five grand a pop. and. You know, it's just like, what's wrong with a bouquet? You're making me feel like a slob for artfully picking out some different loose wildflowers at the Whole Foods as if I went to a field, but I can't because I'm in the city. So I'm just going to get a mason jar. I'm going to get some twine. I'm going to put three different bouquets together. It's going to cost $34.99. I'm going to be frustrated, but it looks more thoughtful than buying a bouquet of roses. It's never going to look as thoughtful, though, as getting an entire marquee letter set spelling out a full sentence of whatever the thing we're celebrating is. It just makes us look bad. I can't afford that. And you know, I, I just worry. I, I worry for, you know, the bees and the other people who need roses in the Calabasas area. I worry for the kids who might have, you know, allergies to pollen, having all those flowers in the home. You just, you, you never know. I worry for, you know, the people walking in their house that are inevitably just going to be smelling years and years of endless potpourri because I hope to God they're doing something with all those dead flowers. But anyway, she says she thinks it's wasteful and that we need to stop doing PR packages and we need to donate to charities. We need to cut down on the cardboard. We need to just send the product and not all the the shenanigans. We need to not send people small LED screens with us talking about the products we're launching. And I agree, it's excessive. Where does it end? And the only thing that weirds me out about Jen Atkin is she is in the Middle East all the time. All the time. Like all majority of her work seems to be doing Middle Eastern clients' hairs and training at salons, which tells me she's getting paid like a ton of money. But I, I feel like I didn't know about her until the Kardashians, but she started way. She started main addicts. She privately cuts hair for thousands of dollars in the Middle East nonstop. So why, why would the Kardashians 
be mad about Joyce Benelli trying to profit off of the fame she's gained through them, but not Mario, not Jen Atkin. So that doesn't really add up to me. I, I'm just, I'm dying to know what happened. But these people, the Kardashians, all they care about is loyalty. And loyalty is a thing that I literally never talk about because it's almost a thing you talk about if you have something to hide. <laughs> like the concept of loyalty isn't a problem, but the concept of obsessing about that being the primary quality you need in a friend, I think just tells me you, you, you've got skeletons, you've got bodies somewhere. Like I, loyalty to me is kind of just a no brainer thing that comes along with a close friendship of, with mutually respecting parties. Loyalty is like, yeah, I got your back. But I just have never had an issue with a friendship because they weren't quote unquote loyal. Because what, what would that mean they're doing in the context of a normal person? Like, if somebody was talking about you behind your back or something, you'd just be like, yeah, that's messed up. But I wouldn't be like, they're not loyal. Because I would say that if they were telling somebody, like, the truth that I didn't want to come out. Because then their loyalty should be to, like, cover for me or to have my back. And maybe famous people just use the term loyal a lot because, I don't know, they just, they want to be private. And it's not like they're anything that bad is being covered they just don't want their life out there and when people expose it they feel betrayed which is another word i never really use that's a reality show word too like she betrayed me the soap opera word like i just maybe my i maybe have good friends maybe i have a nice family i just never am like i feel betrayed it's just very dramatic i like feel sad hurt upset confused you know but i have a lot of miscommunications with people is that juicy do you want to hear about those i uh you know somebody thought they called me and but they didn't and they just texted me and then I thought it wasn't a big deal and they didn't really need me but then I called them back and they're like why didn't you call me sooner and I'm like oh sorry did you need me and they're like yeah I called you left your voice and I'm like oh I didn't check it are you sure I'm like oh crap I didn't and it's like oh that's cool I'm sorry missed you what's new those are the extents of my disagreements so I cannot relate to just cutting people out as I've always said that is that is uh a starter kit for a great reality stars. If you call people toxic, you cut people out. And if you call people that don't seem to like you, you're haters, instead of assuming it's the well-intentioned advice of others. If people are giving you feedback, at a point you should listen. And then at a point it's, it's unproductive and it's speaking more from where they're coming from. I'm hearing this mantra nonstop lately, everywhere I go. People say, what other people think of you has nothing to do with you. I agree and I don't agree. Um, I agree that you shouldn't run your whole life based on the opinion of others because everyone else is already, always going to be unhappy, but you're the one that can control how you feel about yourself. 100% believe that. However, if enough people are saying the same thing about the way you're behaving or the things you're doing, see it as well-intentioned feedback and uh, take it, apply it, and move forward. Don't let it be consuming. And if people don't really understand the real story, if you're on TV, if you're a victim of an edit, or a legal situation where you can't really share what's going on. I understand that. Uh, you have to tune it out to a degree if you're a public figure, but also in the event of like an Ashley Jacobs in Southern Charm, like girlfriend, we're not haters. We're just human beings who think it's really mean to call somebody's mother an egg donor. That's mean. So maybe listen to that feedback, apply it, and then not, don't, be, don't be such a, such a monster next time. It's just, we, we mean well. We really do. Or in the uh, example of, I watched Very Cavallari last night, Kristen Cavallari's new show. I, I'm a Kristen stan, as the kids say. I, I, I've always liked her. And she was definitely more of a character on Laguna Beach. Since, you know, she has three kids now, she's married, she's talked about how fake it all was. I am more sensitive to her, some of her less shining moments on reality television. And uh, after all, LC was the one creeping on Kristen's man. Kristen and Stefan. 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 I can't get it right. I'm out of practice. Um, when she was in Cabo, what, what happens in Cabo stays in Cabo. Are you going to the black and white party at the Surf and Sand Hotel? Talon, have you hooked up with like every girl at Laguna Beach High? Remember with the black and white party, Kristen was the only one that wore white and she looked smoking hot in that white strapless dress. Remember when she danced on the bar in Cabo in a jean skirt and Stephen was like, keep dancing on the bar, you slut. Oof, couldn't do that this day and age. I was like par for the court. When I was in high school watching that, I was like, yep, that tracks. That's how people talk to people. 
thank God we're, uh, we've moved past that as a society. I mean, we haven't, but we've moved past accepting that as, you know, normal behavior to be super hammered in high school, yelling at your girlfriend who's just trying to have a good time whooping it up like Vicky Gumbelson in Puerto Vallarta, but it's Cabo and it's not on delays and, you know, it's illegal to be drinking, but MTV captured it anyway. And we all just pretended we didn't know what was in those solo cups, which still is also very weird. Remember um, Kristen's friend, Jessica, that was like so hopeless. She was dating Jason at the time who Elsie later dated and didn't go to Paris when he went in her place because she wanted to stay in Malibu with Jason for the summer. Worst decision of her life. I think we forget how many bad decisions Elsie made. And now that she's like a CEO, we all like think she's just this total girl boss. And while I do like what she's done, I like Paper Crown. I like the little market. I like her aesthetic. I also mm, think she was a bit bland of a reality character. Today's day and age, she would she would be too vanilla for the reality TV world. Back then, we were attached to her because she was so ingrained in a lot of the drama from Laguna Beach that I'd say Kristen really anchored. Um, but we all were kind of pulling for the Elsie and Steven love story because she made it seem like she was kind of like the victim outsider best friend that was losing out to like the hotter, more outspoken, more dramatic girl. And I, and I, I think a lot of us can identify with that. Like, don't we all feel like, even though men say they hate crazy, men are so drawn to crazy. And I actually hate when men call women crazy because I think it's really dismissive, but crazy in like the, the, the sense you would think of in terms of somebody who is pretty dramatic, has a short fuse, gets mad easily, causes a scene, they break up all the time, that sort of crazy. So it's more of like a, a volatility and perhaps um, short fuse sort of thing. But I'm always telling Greg, I'm like, guys say they hate the drama, but like I, I've watched my whole life, the most dramatic people get picked over, the calm people. But anyway, what was I saying? Oh, very cavalier. Yes. Uh, I, I was happy to see Kristen on TV again. I think she's beautiful. She's been through a really hard time having lost her brother under mysterious circumstances. That was a good episode of Tyler Henry Hollywood Medium. She um, went to high school, I think freshman and sophomore year in like Barrington, Illinois, near Chicago, and then spent her second half at Laguna Beach High. If that weren't a profitable transfer, I don't know what was. Uh, I mean, think about how hard that would be to just to kind of be like a target because you're like hot and fun and cool and you know everyone's going to be into you and come from a different high school and be the new girl. That's got to be kind of torture in its own form, too. But she became a star and uh, fake dated Brody Jenner and was on TV for seven years and then took a four or five year break. But no, no, it was like a six year break. Got married to Jay Cutler, who I mean... I don't know anything about football. I know he was good at one point, but I gather like football people don't really like him that much. People think he's like whiny. And there was all those memes of him with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. And uh, now he's retired, but he's still pretty young. But I think he had a bad couple seasons with a huge, huge contract with the Bears. And long story short, the show portrays him like a real grumble stiltskin. However, I think that's maybe the best thing to do because he's not pandering to the to the cameras. He's not Croy Beermaning it. He's just being him. And he's like, you guys are annoying talking about overanalyzing this text combo with boys. Or he's like, hey, your employees can't park on my grass, which as a person that grew up with a person who worked very hard on the grass, like my dad would spend hours making sure it was like green and cut and perfect. And the the yard was like his thing. And I I am a person who respects grass. I really do. I th- I've never understood walking through someone's grass, parking on their grass, or just generally treating like a yard, someone else's yard is your playground, because you have no idea what went into that pristine looking lawn. Um, so I do respect that. But I think he needs to pep it up a little. I, I, I'm torn. I, on the one hand, I think that sometimes guys don't fake it. And therefore, people think they're being rude. When the actuality is they're maybe not that interested or engaged or want to be left alone. So you're suggesting that you'd rather them kind of put on the facade of wanting to be there and entertaining the conversation. But is it better if somebody's just lying to you about being interested in talking to you (laughs) or just kind of sits in their truth and goes off to the side? I I don't know that there's one better way to be. I I just think that um, some guys care more than others to put on the social graces and to play the game. And some guys are just you know, bury themselves and would rather just like keep to the keep to themselves. And he apparently just watches videos of like deers feeding all day, which that makes him happy. So be it. 
I hope he has hobbies and things to do because that's very young to retire. And it's got to be a stark, stark contrast to having a full on football contract. One of the biggest and, you know, having to train year round to then just, you know, having three kids in Nashville in a huge suburban house while there's e-reality cameras around and your wife like makes fun of you for being grumpy and watching deer cameras and brings her idiotic employees around because those girls were oof, a little insufferable. And I'm not trying to be negative because I'm here talking good about Kristen and I'm defending even Jay to a degree. But her one employee, Renee, I think was her name was fine. The, the, the redhead, the girl named Shannon, she is a prime example of somebody who's not hugging the crazy likable line, the perfect one-to-one ratio. She's coming out the, off the gate too unlikable and the wrong kind of crazy. And the wrong kind of crazy is being mean, uh, being judgmental, or being too harsh in, in disproportionate to the situation. And that comes across as crazy, but not in a good way. Good crazy is Sonia Morgan. Good crazy is Shannon Bedore. Good crazy is, you know, spending $5 million having cream of the crop premium air quality in your house because you're so concerned about everything being eco-friendly. Good crazy is going on a rant about how you won't have Wi-Fi because you don't want like the, the waves getting in your kids' brains when like everywhere else you go, there's Wi-Fi and cell service and everything. I mean, good crazy is is... Is uh, Vicky Gunvalson accosting a, a, a driver for bringing a family van instead of a luxury vehicle for her family vacation? Uh, good crazy is uh, Vicky Gunvalson also pretending to buy Brianna a car when really she just paid the down payment and then handed over a really hefty lease. <laughs> <laughs> Vicky does have a lot of good crazy. Good crazy is Tamara hosting a baptism, a full on legitimate baptism with her pastor at like a St. Regis. And then having a luxury cocktail party afterward, where Vicky then also good crazy says she's being nailed to the cross like Jesus because she bad crazy has a significant other that faked cancer, which, you know, again, that cancels each other out. That is not hugging the line. Uh, faking cancer drags you down pretty far on the crazy scale. Um, but anyway, this girl, Shannon, was just she was talking badly about her coworker. Her coworker walks in on it. Then her coworker maturely later says, hey, I didn't love that. I wish you'd just tell me to my face. And then the redheaded girl that was talking bad about her gets mad at how the girl with the hurt feelings confronts her. And that to me is crazy. Another level of crazy that I don't respect. And I think it's so, it's just to quote Luann, it's so uncool for somebody to come to you and say their feelings were hurt and for you to respond by being combative and further hurting their feelings and making them feel bad about confronting you. Because those are the same type of people that are like, just tell it to my face. Tell me how it is. Don't talk about me behind my back. But then when somebody actually does push back on them, they double down harder and make the other people feel even worse, making it not even worth it to ever bring up anything to them. And that's how they get more and more powerful is because people just become straight up scared of you. Those are not people I like. Those are people are like triggering for me when I watch on TV. Those are people that just like, I don't know. They're the type of people that can't keep girlfriends because they don't respond well to feedback, but they also don't behave well enough to not solicit some sort of feedback because they're hurting people's feelings and leaving a lot of damage in their wake. And I struggle with people like this. And yes, I am projecting. Yes, I am speaking at a turn. I know nothing about this girl. I'm sure she's lovely. Her hair is gorgeous. Her teeth are very straight and white. And her, she has a country music boyfriend that I guess was singing and playing guitar, but I wouldn't know because I fast forwarded through all of that because I have no interest in aiding in somebody being on a reality show to launch their legitimate career of talent. If you want to have a legitimate talent, go launch it in that space. But don't get off my reality TV. I don't need people that actually do things. I need people that get drunk at lunch and yell at their friends. But then hopefully apologize and make up because I do like things to come full circle. And I like for people to be dynamic and interesting and bold, but then also to have a heart and be empathetic and be perceptive. That's what I think makes a good, well-rounded character. I love things like The Real Housewives because I don't, I think it's a space for strong, opinionated, uh, flawed women, dynamic women. And we get to watch the ebbs and flows of their life in, in a way with, with a level of visibility that with no other celebrity, we're not taken on that ride elsewhere. But the housewives take us on that ride because they don't have a choice. But we get to watch redemption. We get to watch resilience. We get to watch Luann go from 
insisting that she be called Mrs. Deliceps to a driver because God forbid somebody calls a countess by their first name. We watch her in her Hamptons house with her, with her count, with her kids and her millions and her cal- class with the countess book and her just calling everybody darling and making them all feel like they're just walking around in their Herman Monster shoes to her getting married and divorced within a year, then going back to the place she got married to make herself an emotional pitfall, only to then try to hook up with a man in somebody else's hotel room, get busted in on, get arrested, go to jail, go to rehab, and then come out glowing, looking better than before. I, that, that is an arc we the people deserve who watch these shows, and they're giving us. And that's why we invest long term. That's why we keep coming back for more. If you're not going to showcase your life, the good, bad, and the ugly, you have no business being on these shows. And that's why I, uh, the E ones often don't land because Kristen's like, sorry, I'm not showing my kids. We all know, we all know how that was. Well, what in the episodes of the Kardashians where none of the kids were being shown, where Kanye didn't want to be on, North wasn't allowed to be on, it was like this weird thing where we're all the biggest thing going on in Kim's life we weren't talking about. So then she was just left like eating salads and talking about Courtney and Chloe and Kylie and Kendall and Chris's life when really we just wanted to know what her new family was like because we were all happy for her. So you can't bring us along for the ride and leave us out of the important parts is all I'm saying. It's just not fair. If, if, if you, if you want to be private, don't go on reality TV. Anyway, guys, about an hour in. This is so much fun. Um, this was kind of a weird episode. Oh my gosh, wait. I was talking about the list that I made <laughs> on my iPhone of all the things I needed to talk about. And I only got to like maybe three of them. Oh yeah, Haley Baldwin, Justin Bieber. Okay. I honestly I don't really know if I have that much of an opinion on this. She's 21. He's Justin Bieber. He Okay, his last purpose came out in 2015. It's 2018. And then he announced 2 days ago He's putting his album and tour on hold to focus on Haley. He's known Haley for years, dated her on and off. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, I'm sure they're in love. I'm sure they're dating. Part of me wants to be like, well, you know, Bieber and Ariana Grande are both managed by Scooter Braun. Kanye dropped him as his manager in April. Maybe Scooter needs the cash of seeing how well Ariana and Pete Sitch is working out for them. And Bieber's, you know, getting on board, too. Though I don't think he really has anything to actively promote, though Haley Baldwin is constantly promoting herself. And similar, not similar to Rita Ora, but like, well, Haley's not, she's a model, but she's more of like a commercial model. I don't think she does runway. I mean, I guess she has before, but she's not very tall. She's beautiful. She's like, you know, uh, she's been around for a while. She's good friends with Kylie and Kendall. She, um, I don't know. She's like a name. But she doesn't really, like, act or model in anything major. So I'm not really sure what her, like, place is or what her goals are. So it's hard for me to gauge which, you know, if there's anything in it for her beyond just being attached to Justin. But, I mean, I don't know, guys. Here's the thing. They've known each other for a while. So even though the engagement seems sudden, they've known each other way longer than Pete and Ariana. So that in and of itself makes it less shocking. But... Justin Bieber can't even memorize the Spanish lyrics to Despacito, a song that has over 1 billion streams on Spotify alone. I'm sure equal or or perhaps more on YouTube. Who even knows? This song was huge. It was the biggest song of 2017. He he gets on stage and he sings like Taquito Burrito. And I was like, are you kidding me? That is how lazy this guy is. You really think he's going to like, you know, get a get a tux plan a wedding uh, go through with the whole thing do the paperwork my god the paperwork almost stopped me from getting married alone the catholic church makes it literally impossible to get married i there we'd have like affidavits with like three witnesses each we had to go to pre-cana i i we had to like send paperwork on we paperwork on paperwork a full binder from the church in Chicago to the Archdiocese of Chicago, who then sent it to a curia in Milan, who then sent it to our church where the wedding was at. And it had to be approved in like this time period that couldn't be earlier than six months before the wedding, but couldn't be later than six weeks. And then it takes like four months to get there. And the, the, the math didn't work out. The timing didn't work out. It was, it was so much work. 
that I had to be very organized to stay on top of. And I just don't see Justin Bieber doing any of that. Not He's not Catholic. He goes to Hillsong Church with Pastor Carl Lentz, who, of course, had a comment on his engagement to the press because what pastor isn't on speed dial of the, of the entertainment news stations? I mean, the whole thing is just crazy. But hey, is Haley's dad, Stephen, seems to be pumped. Patty, Justin's mom, just tweeted the word love like eight times. So I guess she's happy. I have no doubt that they're a lovely couple. They're just very young. There's no reason to get married. Like, just date to anybody, anywhere out there. Like, I get that engagements are exciting and you want to buy a ring. And if you have a ton of money, I think, like, celebrities just get engaged because they need to feel something. And, like, things need to be bigger and they need to be better. And they need to keep increasing the high because when you have access to everything, your pleasure centers are destroyed. And I'm sure sometimes you just are like, gosh, what's better than having a billion streams? What's, what's better than having a hit album and millions of dollars and crashing all your Lambos? Uh, making your, a girl you love very happy with a very beautiful ring. I'm sure it's very exciting. I just don't think it really means anything. I don't think they'll get married. Um, I, unlike every contestant on The Bachelor, don't think it'd be that big of a deal if you were engaged more than once. Like, these girls get on there, and guys too, cough Peter, and are like, I will only be engaged once. Like, I, I have no plans. of Like, they almost are on this high horse as if to say there's something really wrong with being engaged multiple times or there's something really wrong with, like, being in love, wanting to get married, realizing the relationship isn't the right one, and then backing out of it and moving on. That's actually quite respectable. If anything, it's harder to get out of an engagement because there's other people, there's plans involved, and uh, then you've got to back out of a lot of stuff. So I just don't think it's that big of a deal. Wear the ring, have a good time, enjoy the Bahamas, go to that place called the Exumas. That Dorinda so famously slurred about last season. And um, all my best to HB and JB. Hailston. Justly. Beeb win. Bald. Burr. Nope. None of those work. <laughs> uh, that, if, that, if that isn't, like, case in point uh, of their doom, I don't know what is. You, you gotta have a catchy nickname. Greg and I's keg. Or great. Doesn't get much better than that. Let's see. Let's see. Becca Tilly, uh, the Kardashians glam squad and being on the outs. And after that, it was, yeah, how I never hear people talk about loyalty. And then I went into a bunch of stuff about stuff I did this weekend, a dream I had, uh, my pet peeves about a bunch of websites I was going to talk about. It's all not important. So, and honestly, is there any, is there anything less interesting than hearing about somebody else's dream it's like let me tell you about this hypothetical situation that makes no sense in my own head and it's going to make less sense to you but for some reason i'm telling you about it because it's fresh in my memory but i'm going to forget about it tomorrow because dreams are i mean people say they mean something but like i just don't know because mine are i've i've like 10 a night and they're all incredibly wacky i just dropped my phone last night i was in lugano switzerland with my mom for the night and then we met up with selena gomez and demi lovato and the next day, I got on a group text to uh, email the guy who had us for dinner in Lugano, Switzerland, saying, thanks so much for having us. And I added Demi and Selena into the group text with me and my mom. And then Selena s- responded to me scathing because she then was contacted by the guy who was running the dinner about being on her mailing list. And she was, like, furious that he had her private contact information. Like, what? I mean, I don't know. Some people go to the moon and the stars. Some people dream dreams of greatness. I am dreaming of Selena Gomez being mad at me for some logistical misstep I made in a group text. That, like, what? So if dreams mean something, I don't want to know what that means. Because that's depressing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know why. What I, I brought up the who weekly podcast and now that we're talking about dreams let me share with you my revised dream because they read this quote from um scotty kuna who does the kardashians i think she's he's one of their hairstylists um that's kind of like in their immediate friend group glam squad and i'm pretty sure he was on the life of kylie short-lived uh, truly that was the worst reality show of all time she seems sedated. That was weird. I actually do think Kylie has a lot of personality. Remember, they're such jokesters. Her and Kendall used to play plagues on Chris. They'd run around with their cousins. Their names like Maddie and something. Are they still friends with those girls? I hope so. Oh, it just came to me and then I lost it. Spencer and Maddie. Where's Spencer and Maddie up to these days? 
Um, anyway. Oh, Scotty Kuna. So he, he, in this article, he was asked, where does he see himself in 10 years, I think? And, you know, most people say, oh, healthy, happy with my family, travel. You know, it's, it's vague. It's positive. It's upbeat. It's all it, it, the one thing it's usually not is superficial. However, Scotty's response to this question is so inspiring. Uh, I'll, I'll let you decide for yourself. OK, so where do you see yourself in 10 years? Scotty, waking up skinny and tan without a hangover, having espresso over ice with a splash of almond milk while scrolling through Daily Mail. <laughs> then in French or Italian, asking my pool boy for a large all caps glass of rosé with a few ice cubes while lathering myself in Hampton Sun SPF 15 tanning gel. Tanning, drinking, more rosé. Getting day drunk. Having sex with someone really hot around sunset. Then showering, shaving, lotioning, and moisturizing with really expensive beauty products. Getting dressed in designer head to toe. And arriving at a beautiful dinner looking impossibly fresh with the crispest, bubbliest, crispiest, bubbliest glass of champagne waiting for me. I'm, I'm trying to drop mics. I'm trying to show my head exploding. I'm I mean, truly, truly. This is the basic manifesto, and I mean basic in a great way. I, skinny and tan, not hungover, espresso over ice, splash of almond milk, scrolling through Daily Mail, speaking in Italian, asking your pool boy for a large glass of rosé with ice cubes, well, putting on SPF. Those are all things I believe in wholeheartedly. A, a, a nice day drunk followed by a nice evening with a loved one, <laughs> having then showering and getting ready and looking fresh as hell also fully lotioned your, your body fully quenched and not dry from the day's sun and drinking uh, showing up to the dinner looking fresh and breezy having a crisp cold glass of champagne prosecco waiting for you and perfect clothing head to toe i mean honestly what a dream what a life yes i want health and happiness for my nearest and dearest yes i want world peace i want impact i want purpose i want all the important things you guys want but, like, I also wouldn't hate to look impossibly fresh. I also wouldn't hate to have uh, the amount of money that could have me and my loved ones live comfortably while we make an impact and strive for purpose and greater things. I, I feel like while everybody wants to make their imprint on the world, most people are probably also working for money. Because money buys convenience. Money buys comfort. Money helps your family not worry about a large chunk of things people worry about. And in the event that, you know, my success does indeed lead me to become a person that uses summer as a verb, lathers myself in la mer that wouldn't hide my face cream from my spouse in the event he used it on accident, not understanding that truly each pointer finger you stick in it is worth roughly $16. You know, stick a fork in me. I'm done. That's the dream. That's what I'm striving for. That is what I'm going for in life right now. That is my vision board. I'm dropping everything. I am about to get out a stack of magazines and just going to envision myself in that very scenario. Because even if I never get there, it sure as hell is a nice thought. So with that, with, those, with my one dream more shallow than the next between Selena Gomez's group text and Scotty Huna's perfect world, I'm going to go from king of wishful thinking to queen. Because now that I know what I need and want in life, I need to listen to some more pump up music. And this song by Queen is, you know, it's a song that's impossible to lose energy around. It's impossible to feel worse listening to this song. I'd liken it to Outcast's bombs over Baghdad and that the energy is so high, you therefore vicariously get that same high. It's like how, you know, that TED talk about power posing. It's like if you pose like Superman, you'll feel like Superman. If you listen to Don't Stop Me Now, nothing will stop you now. And honestly, nothing's going to stop me now either. Now that I know what my future should look like and now that I can just picture myself on my chaise wearing a large brimmed hat with just a round robin of cold beverages scrolling through Daily Mail, agonizing whether, over whether or not my chief stew hates me because I require so many cold beverages. I... <laughs> I am the king of wishful drinking. I guess that's what I'm saying, to bring it all full circle. I just love when everything comes together, you know? Below deck, chief stews. Oh, and by the way, I said chief stew. Chief stew? Chief stew. The, it, I'm saying chief stew, but the uh, uh, Hannah 
on Below Deck Matters Australian. So she's like, you're not Chief Stew. I'm Chief Stew. You're just Third Stew, Second Stew, Stew, Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> and that concludes me ever using an Australian accent ever again on this podcast. It was fun while it lasted. <laughs> anyway, guys. Okay. With that, as always, rate, review. Uh, DM me if you have questions. Email me at kate at be there in five.com. If you want to hear bonus episodes, go to patreon.com slash be there in five. P A T R E O N dot com slash be there in five. It's also in the show notes. One dollar will get you access to tons of bonus episodes. Me talking about my secret projects. Me talking about um, uh, last week I did an overview of um, the blind items revealed on Crazy Days and Nights, as, along with an, an, an analysis of Meghan Markle's new accent, and uh, some more Below Deck talk. So if you ever want to hear all the stuff that doesn't make the cut of the regular podcast, which I know it is hard to believe that I do indeed cut things out of here, um, head over to Patreon. And uh, I love to hear from you, so please continue to give me your feedback and input and ask any questions I can answer. I'd love to do a Q&A sometimes, but... There's something so gratuitous about thinking you're interesting enough to be asked questions and then to provide answers to people that mostly did not want them, but just the one person who asked the question did want them. So usually I just answer those directly. All right. So as always, let me know your thoughts and I'll let you know mine. I'll be there in five. I swear. Shooting star leaping through the sky like a tiger. 